Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 1037 WEI. Welcome back to Kitchen and Coit on a Super Bowl Saturday as we're leading up to the big game, Kansas City Chiefs versus the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, which are you looking more forward to? Seeing Andy Reid potentially get a Gatorade bath or the 87 cutaways to Taylor Swift? Yeah. Um, I um, I don't know. I like Andy Reid. He's funny. And he's probably going to get that Gatorade bath. But, you know, I mean, look, I'm interested in Taylor. Taylor's cool. I'm... I'm not a Swifty, Ben, but I'm pro Swift. I'll okay. put that one. I'm, I think I'm, I'm on the same camp as you are, quite. Not quite yeah. a Swift, but I, I, I respect her drawing power. I respect her as a star. Yeah. I All respect right. I respect her game. I do. She's she is a superstar for a reason. So I'm pro Swift. So, you know, I don't mind that. And honestly, honestly, the people that bitch about the broadcast showing Taylor Swift, Ben, they are the worst kind of people. <laughs> they are the people that complain just to complain. And those are the worst. It's like, why are you complaining? They show her an average on these broadcasts. I think it's around like 25 to 30 seconds. That's it. Of a three to three and a half hour broadcast. Yeah, it's not a big deal. It's like I, I, I've said this before, bitch? Nick. Would you rather have a cutaway to... She's a pretty girl. Yeah. Would you rather have a cutaway to that? Or some fat schlub up in the uh, coordinator's booth. Oh, what, like Jason Kelsey? Sitting there with nine chins. Hey, easy. Uh, Respect that game, baby. That's hey, he, he, he laid up a fastball. I had My to swing. Guy. I love Jason Kelsey. All right, that's enough of the Taylor Swift talk because I don't want to tune more people out. Because <laughs> even though we think it's ridiculous, people do get mad about it. I'm just, just saying. The, you know what? The people that are getting mad about it. That's your own. I, I would have yeah, gladly talked Eminem for two hours if the Lions made it. Like, whatever. Like, okay, like, who cares? They're like, it's. I just. I couldn't believe. I'll, I'll end on this. Okay. I couldn't believe that there was actually somebody when Taylor's walking out to the field to celebrate with her man's beating the Ravens in Baltimore. That somebody's taking a video and a woman is yelling at her, "You're ruining football." How? In what way is she ruining football? That makes no sense. You're just how dare you get more eyes on this product? Just shut up and go find something else to bitch about. Oh, they that's will. what you are. They You're will. a complainer. 
All right, that's enough of the Taylor Swift okay, talk. I'm done. Um, <laughs> do you, Bill Belichick still doesn't have a job. Do you buy into the rumor that was floating around, whatever it was, a week ago, two weeks ago, that Andy Reid could retire after this Super Bowl and the next coach would be Bill Belichick no. of the Kansas City Chiefs? No. I don't buy it I either. Would, yeah, I didn't buy it. I, I, I you mean, you never know with Andy, maybe. You know, he's mid-60s. Like, he, he could hang him up, three Super Bowls, go out on top. But did I think Belichick was going to be the guy? No, I don't think Kansas City's going to hire Belichick. I don't think that's the, I don't think that's the place. Um, I thought, I thought all along it was Dallas. I, I think Jerry Jones is just doesn't want to pay McCarthy, pay two coaches, and pay McCarthy while he's also paying Belichick. Um, yeah, I thought I thought that was the spot. And we talked about Arthur Blank and his comments, Ben. And I don't know how you feel about it, but you know, basically he said like. You know, 1,000% Bill never asked for control and whatever. It's like, yeah, okay. I believe you, Arthur Plank. Of course, he didn't walk in the room and say, I want control if I'm going to be here. Of course, he didn't say that. But everybody in the building knew if you hire Bill Belichick, just the influence and the aura of Belichick is going to influence and draw control in the building. That's just who he is and how he operates. So he can say, yeah, I just want to coach, but... Some 35-year-old nerd who, you know, bases all his decisions on analytics is going to go to Bill Belichick and say, you should do what Dan Campbell tried to do in the NFC Championship game, and you should try to go for it on fourth down every time. <coughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's not happening. I'm going to run the shit the way I want to run it. Like, that's it's not going to happen. Sorry for that comedy bit. It's okay. I've been. I was waiting for the Belichick impression. I haven't had it for a couple of weeks. I just needed a taste, Nick. <coughs> Yep, got a taste. That's all I needed. <laughs> Yuck. That's one thing that people leave out of it. It's like you can't do a Belichick impression without doing the snort. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so <God>. gross. <laughs> just put on a breathe right. Or just mess with the microphone. Stupid. Stupid thing. Oh, yeah. You're, you're so buttered about the NFL Network. You know, the league that's employed you for 50 years. Shut up. That I always hated. What? Because they reported on Deflategate or Spygate or whatever gate you were involved in, whatever weird <laughs> scandal that was going on because they reported on it like everybody else. You're so mad at them. I love the time that he actually took it off the mic stand and then put it down so then we literally couldn't hear him. Like my post game, I was like jacking up the audio because I'm like, Bill, now, now you're messing with my job. Like I can't hear your mumbling. At least when the mic is put up, I can hear your mumbling. But anyways. Anyways, whatever. <laughs> we're, we're, we're done with that era, although it's still going to keep continuing to uh, be brought up simply by the fact that, you know, if, if Mayo doesn't do a really good job, kind of out of the gate, those whispers are going to be started to spark up again. Did you do the right thing? Oh, yeah. You had the guy. Are we going to hear that? You had the guy. You know, let him go. Just like we heard it about Jimmy G. Yeah, but you know what? I think it'll be less because I think this was a decision that was like, I, I think New England was on board with this. It's like, well, the last four years haven't gone well without Brady. That was the real mistake uh, is letting him walk out the door and play anywhere else in another uniform. Like, if it doesn't go well, I think it's going to be more, you know, the, the back, you know, the backlash will be more on craft. And the way this succession plan was set up, 
it'll be less about like you let go of Belichick. It'll be more about like why did you sign the next coach and put him in the building and sort of set up that awkward situation and also put a $10 million buyout if you don't want him to be the next coach in the contract and then not interview anybody? Hmm, that didn't work out. So to your point about, you know, scrutiny going toward Kraft, this doesn't go well with Mayo. That's exactly where it's going, and it's going to ramp up, you know, huge, particularly with the plan after Belichick. All right, let's go back to the phone lines, 401-777-1037. Up next is Matt in Warwick who wants to talk about the Patriots. Matt, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, what's up? I'm, I'm psyched about the um, about the defense. I think coming is going to do a good job. And um, but I just called about the offense. I'm not sure if you guys heard about the, the rumors about Minnesota. I'm not sure how true that is about, you know, the Justin Jefferson, and they want three, and we get 11, and they're no, next, next year's number one. Um, but I would certainly do that. And I, 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 I know a lot of people are like, you know, you see, you see the money that these guys are want. you know, Justin Jefferson is going to have to get paid like 30 or 40 million. But I think Kraft has backed himself in the corner here. Now he has, he has to spend the money. He's on record saying this. He's kind of blaming Bill for, it was kind of weird, right? But he, he blamed Bill for not spending, but then he said he was so good at value. I, I didn't really understand what he was saying there, but, um, I want to know what you guys thought about that potential trade. And just lastly, if you heard about this this thing that Devontae Adams is going to get traded to the Jets and um, what's his name on the McAfee show, they asked him and, of course, he, Rogers did his stupid, like, face, like, oh, I don't know, but it sounds like that's going to happen. So you got to keep you got to keep up with these guys. Thank you. All right, so the proposed trade was, I believe it was, you trade the number three overall pick and then next year's first rounder for Justin Jefferson, I'm out. I'm well, out. And I, I think you get number 11. If that happens, you so you trade three and next year's number one for Justin Jefferson and eleven, and you get you get Jefferson and you get the eleventh pick this year. Okay, so let's look at this from this way, or we'll start looking at it from this perspective. Okay. Why is Minnesota willing to move on from Jefferson? Think about why Minnesota is even. Listen, I, I think this whole thing is made up, but let's yeah. play with it because it is a top. It, you know, it, it is interesting to a certain degree. Yeah. Why would Minnesota be willing to move on from Jefferson? Well, I think there's a couple of reasons. Money, One, money, money. money. Two, money. health. He, he spent a lot of time injured last yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Three, they drafted a kid named Jordan Addison, and when Justin Jefferson went down, Jordan Addison was fantastic for a couple of weeks there. Yep. Now, they, tr- they couldn't quite figure it out. After a couple of weeks, teams started to key, key in and, and learn exactly what was going on, but also they had a bad quarterback situation. Yep. So... I think the biggest element when looking at that is the fact that Jordan Addison came in and he already looks like he could be a future true number one in this league and a very highly impactful player in this league moving forward. Yep. So that's why they're potentially willing to move on from Jefferson. What that tells me is you need to do a better job drafting wide receivers. Not necessarily that you need to go out and spend all that capital and that money on getting someone like Justin Jefferson, who I think is absolutely fantastic. If he's not the best wide receiver in the league, he's the second best wide receiver in the league. Apparently what Cowherd proposed was the Patriots getting Jefferson, the 11th pick this year, and the draft pick of the Minnesota Vikings next year, first round. So that I would do, contingent upon signing Jefferson. Now we're getting a little more interesting. Yeah. Now we're getting interesting. Interesting. So, basically, you receive Justin Jefferson and two first-round picks for two first-round picks? Yeah. 
I, I don't see any way that that's actually what's on the table. I don't either. I don't yeah. see that in any. We we do this every single year. This is why and Colin the, Cowherd's not the Minnesota GM. Well, but we do this every single year with every trade. We think that they're going to go for way more than they actually do. Yeah. In terms of assets, go back and look at what the McCaffrey trade was. I don't think it was even that good. Oh my God. So yeah, yeah, I, I don't. Was, what was it? Want me to look it up? I can't remember. It was a it first and maybe a third. Huge. That's very reasonable. Yeah. And I, I think if that if that was Coward's trade proposal, that's way over what you would get because again, that money outlay is huge, and Minnesota would want to get that off the books. And if you're going to pay it, you're also not going to give up too many assets on top of that. So I think that proposal doesn't make. I don't think that's a realistic trade in today's NFL. I think, honestly, Jefferson goes for less than that. Now, if it's less than that, and if you're giving up just the third and the number three overall pick, and you're giving up next year's second, and you're getting Jefferson back and a future first, now we're talking. That's far more reasonable, and I think that's more closely aligned to how trades are pulled off in the NFL right now. Guys, McCaffrey didn't go for a first. That's went, that even more solidifies my I, point. I was, yeah, you're so right, Ben. He went for a 2023 second, third, and fourth in a fifth this year. That's what it was. Give John Lynch his due. Wow, they didn't have to trade a first. Yeah, I yeah. Backs up your point, Ben. Totally backs up your point. Um, I don't know. In terms of just Justin Jefferson, I mean, I think he is fabulous. Um, my hesitation is I brought up money because will the Crafts and will the Patriots sign Justin Jefferson to the kind of deal that he's looking for? Because of the cash spending thing, I have my doubts, which is why I, I don't know if they would make the deal because I don't know if they would hold on to him, you know, in terms of signing him to that deal. Uh, but point is... You do need to be better evaluating young skill position players. Yes. And it, it needs to start now. Um, and not just in the first round with the third overall pick. That should be easy, especially if you're going to go wide receiver. That should be easy. You're going to take the top guy. Um, it's got to come in the second, third, fourth rounds where some of these teams have really made their money. Like, you know, for example. Puka. Debo Samuel in the Super Bowl. Puka Nakua. Like, these guys that you passed over, even second round, you took Ty- Tyquan Thornton, and look at what George Pickens has done in Pittsburgh. Like, and he was right there for you. And I remember at the time, we're all saying, Pickens is probably the guy you should take. And they took Thornton, and that hasn't been so good for them. So Tyreek so Tyreek was traded by the Chiefs to the Dolphins for a first-round pick, yep. a second-round pick, mm-hmm. two-fourths, and a six. And that's a little more than I actually would yeah, have thought. It's, it's a big. It, that's a big deal. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, but Miami. But that's did still bigger. Sign him to a three-year contract, so they go. guaranteed him four years of service. Exactly. So you had to add in that money factor of it. So there's just one first-round pick, and for some people that might have been, you know, if it was just a first and a second, fine. You had those two fourths and a six, whatever. At this point, and two of those picks ended up in the Patriots' hands. One of them was Tyquan Thornton, and the other one was Cole Strange. So, you know, they the the they the Chiefs did a good job kind of figuring that one out and manipulating it to a certain extent. 
But I yeah, I don't think Justin Jefferson goes for that. And I don't think I don't think the Patriots should pay that price for yeah. Justin Jefferson. If you're gonna do that, to me at three, I'd just take Marvin Harrison. I, and I then would, try and trade up and figure out the Jaden Daniels thing. Because you have so many needs too. And that's the other part of the point here is that great, you got the best wide receiver in the game. Now what? So what did that mean for the Vikings? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Like and now, you, so you say you trade for him and you sign him to an extension. Now, probably half your money that you have to address the tackle positions, to address the other deficiencies you have on your offense in terms of the skill positions, to address the quarterback position, that's all half out the window. So you have the best player, great. How are you going to protect him? How are you going to keep him healthy? How are you going to get him the ball? All those things need to be factored in here too, which is why – Patriots have to hit on good, high-end, young, skill position players in the draft. That's what they need to hit on. So when you look at this Super Bowl, the, the two uh, teams in the Super Bowl, you look at their wide receivers, Ayuk, Samuel, Rice, whomever you want to add in. Mm-hmm. I don't think you have a top-10 wide receiver in the league. Among that group. I mean, Debo might be Debo s- skill-wise, certainly. Yeah. But... Don't forget, a lot of his production a couple of years ago came from running situations, too. Yeah. So he would be deployed as a running back, kind of in that weird, I like a, a more expansive. I would top 20, but not top 10. I know, but that's why I said 10. Right. I agree. They, you know, I think they probably are, tw- you know, 19 and 20, 18, 19, somewhere in that range, maybe top 15 or whatever it is, 15 to 20, whatever. doesn't matter. But you look at the wide receiver position and you go, there isn't a top 10 wide receiver in this game but there's two top five tight ends in this game yep so i think that's an area where they need to look a lot harder than any of us have talked about hunter henry good is gone essentially so we keep talking about wide receiver and i'm just as guilty if not more guilty than most people but we need to look at that position because if you're trying to look at these two teams and kind of ape what they've been doing and figure out how to mimic their success to a certain extent Look at that side. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I I think whatever position you look at, Ben, basically you need someone on your offense, whether it's tight end or whether it's wide receiver. You need someone on your offense where a defensive coordinator walks in on Monday morning and is looking at the tape and says, we need to take that guy out or we need to worry about that guy all day on Sunday. They don't have that. They haven't had that in years I don't think they've had that probably since, I don't know, Gronkowski walked out the door. You know, I would, Edelman was there too, but, you know, I think he had already been dealing with some of the injuries late in his career. So you could put him in that category. Um, but they, they just, they haven't had that. They need someone like that because these teams, it's clear. It's, it's like, we look at the Chiefs and like, well, you know where the ball's going. You know that Kelsey is the guy that's going to, they're going to try to get the ball to. Yeah, they got other guys in the offense, but it's like that that's Oh, for the 49ers, McCaffrey's that guy. Yeah, exactly. There's a guy. You know, it can be a running back, but you know, look at all the other guys that he's they've got around him too. And that's why it's funny you bring up the name Ayuk. The Patriots don't even need to just hit on like the number 1 guy. Hmm. They need to hit on number 2, number 3, like that's why I think it was so devastating that they let Jacoby Myers walk out the door because he actually is a pretty solid number two, number three yep. 
that can help an offense that they that would really help you right now. If the money was going toward him because like Ayuk is, you know, I don't know where you would rank him in the league, but the dude is just solid. You yeah. need a guy that can get you yards, big catches, big plays. Like, so he's not the sexiest wide receiver in the league, but he is real solid, real good. And they need even just that. They have so many needs in this offense. It's so well. They need good. to touch every position group. Every, they need offensive line help. They need tight ends. Every, they need wide receivers. They need uh, a quarterback. The only air. It, and I don't know what exactly they're going to do at running back moving forward. We don't know how Ramondre Stevenson's going to respond to that injury that ended up keeping him out for the rest of the season. Um, I think even running back, you need to figure that out too. Yeah. Now, I don't think it's the most important position in the world. I'd rather have the um, McCaffrey type, a guy that can catch plenty out of the backfield. I know Ramondre can to a certain extent, but I think that was largely a, a product White of – type at the very least. What's that? James White type. Yeah. I think for especially for a young quarterback, that guy's very valuable. Totally. Um, you know, if you look at Brock Purdy and what he's successful at, it, it's throwing over the middle of the field between the numbers, between the hashes. He's really, really good at that. Yep. And when you take that away from him, um, you know, on a single play, McCaffrey can leak out, and that's yeah. where McCaffrey starts to get these big chunks in the passing game, and and then that helps open up the middle of the field again. Right. So that guy is incredibly valuable. Uh, James White, if you go back a few years ago with the Patriots, was the most valuable pass catcher of the team. You know, it's funny that you bring this up. I think this is one of the biggest failures that the Patriots had with, with Mac Jones running this offense. They never gave him that guy. When did he have that guy? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't draft that guy. That, that, is such, that was such a binky in this offense when Brady was running it at a high level. James White, Shane Vereen, Kevin, F like such an easy go-to, let's get a few yards and spark a drive guy. And they haven't had that at all the last, I don't know, three years. I mean, White gets hurt and, you know, he's, his career's done and they, they never replaced him. They never got a guy there. That That's such a... If you run that offense, you need that guy. But even any offense, you, you can have that guy that's out in the flat, that's just waiting there for the ball to be received, that can pick up a few yards. You can check it down to him. Like, yeah, that's a valuable. They they have so many needs. We literally just went over the entire offense with the Patriots. They have so many needs. It's it's gonna people got to be patient a little bit here because it's gonna take some time before they're on the level of these two teams playing on Sunday. All right, we we blew through a commercial break. We're about uh, eleven minutes late. For Joe's award-winning trending. Um, Joe, uh, can you tell us what's going on in the world of sports outside of the Super Bowl? I got you. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 